Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. We were having a conversation, and I love the topic of today, about live with purpose and intention, because last week I got cut short and I had some additional tips to tell you. And I told you, bring your notes on over this week. Let's finish it out. And it is perfect with today's topic about living with purpose and intention. So I was thinking about this and to have purpose, you have to know your why. You have to know why you're doing something. You have to be clear on why it matters. You have to know where you're going. You have to have, to have a purpose is to have a plan. And it's funny because over the years of my entrepreneurial journey, oftentimes I've had coaches that are like, but I'm not clear on your plan. You're not articulating your plan. And maybe, I mean, often I would say it was because I didn't know where I was going. I didn't have a clear plan. And so as I was thinking today about purpose and intention, every day we're living or we should be living to build a life by design. And that sounds super cliche, but that's your life by design. 
That's how you want it to be. It's to be purposeful. It's to have intention. It's to know where you're going and why. And it's different for every single person. So the word intention is to have a plan. And when you have a plan, you can make decisions according to the plan. And this came up, actually, this comes up often. But when you go out and you put on the glasses of opportunity and you're looking everywhere and you see it everywhere because it's what you're focused on, oftentimes opportunity comes to you that can really be distraction. But if you know and are clear on where you're going and you know and are clear and on why, so purpose and intention, then you will know when an opportunity that's exciting and fun comes up, you will be able to ask yourself, you'll be able to clearly identify what do I say yes to and what do I say no to? What will get me there? And people who have a purpose and act with intention, they live their lives with intention, meaning their action that they take through the minutes of their day, through the hours of their day, through each week, through each month, through each year, is toward their goal and toward their purpose. They're really good at identifying the things that will just be a distraction and saying no to them, right? But it's funny because when it comes to money, people are often reactive. They didn't have a plan. They didn't have a plan financially. They're just, whatever the bills are, however high they went, they say they're not numbers people. They don't create simple systems so that they can be numbers people. They just act reactively with no plan. And they act with emotion versus intention. They're not purposeful and intentional when it comes to their money. They want something, so they go and buy it. They feel something, so they need to go spend to make themselves feel better. They never really had a true plan on how to get to where they want to be financially. They don't clearly know what to say yes to. They don't know what to spend their time on, what to spend their money on, what to spend their energy on. Because the truth is, is that money is not just made. Um, how do I say this? Money is not just earned with your job. If your energy is off, you lose money. If your energy is off, you lose time. And so all of these things are well connected and they don't clearly have a plan for their money. They don't know what to say yes to. They don't know what to spend their time on and their energy on. And they don't operate with purpose and intention when it comes to their money. So they never get to where they thought they were going. When it comes to leaving a financial legacy and building generational wealth, they never get there because they didn't have a plan. So last week, I'm going to review a couple of things that we talked about last week just to bring your mind back to me. Last week, we talked about some things that wealthy people are intentional about because what you study, you grow in, right? So we're growing in wealth building. How do we build generational wealth? We, we learned that they're students of wealth. They're constantly learning. I am always on a mission to study the smartest financial people around me and to see what are they doing? How are they doing it? Why are they doing it? What is it that they're doing that other people aren't doing? Because there's always some little hidden gems if you just stand back and observe. So they're students of wealth. Number two was that they understand that assets pay you and liabilities cost you. Oftentimes we buy liabilities that we put on the books and they come up on our books as an as a asset when really they're costing us. So they're a liability. So they understand the difference between assets and liabilities. They play the asset accumulation game. Their focus, their intention is around accumulating income generating assets. They're clear that winning at this game and what sets them apart from the poor is their ability to generate income generating assets that gets them out of the rat race. If you have ever played that game cash flow, you will understand. And if you don't know what that game is, I would encourage you go buy that game. It is so much fun and it is so educational and it's so awesome for your friends and your family. That's a great game. Number four, they understand the tax advantages of different business entities and how to maximize their strategy and to flow their money through the economy the way that the government says. Because if you flow your money the way, the way, through the economy the way that the government says, guess what? They give you tax advantages and it reduces 
your tax liability, your biggest expense. We look at rich people and we say, oh, they don't pay enough taxes. No, no, no. They just outsmarted us. They just outsmarted us. They knew the game and they played the game the way that they were supposed to, which reduced their tax expenses. Number five, they understand the game of banking. We talked about banking and how leveraging other people's money to make more money. Like it's hilarious to me that the banks borrow your money to go make more money and they invest it and they make all this money and then they charge you to even give it to them. Hey, you have to pay for that account. We've got all these fees, right? If you're thinking big, you have to realize you're never going to be able to do it alone. The bigger you think, the bigger the opportunity, the more it's going to cost you. The, so you have to understand the game of the bank and how to even be the bank. They understand that leveraging their own money to make more generates, like their, their money is little soldiers. It goes out and works for them. Sorry, I missed you. Did you have a question? Just a hot mic. So they understand that leveraging their own money makes them more money. And so I'm going to pick up from there. I've studied a lot of wealthy people in my day, and I still do. Like every single day, I am obsessed with going and watching what people are doing to get ahead in life. My favorite are the ones who build it from scratch. I think those are your favorites too. You know, the story of the kid that was homeless and turns into a, you know, multimillionaire or billionaire. Like you just want to go study them and see what in the world were they doing that got them there. That's incredible. And then of course their heart to make an impact because oftentimes when they were, you know, at their worst and they've been through all the gamuts, that's when they realize that money is a blessing. You can bless so many others. So we have a tendency to live in this little fairy tale life. I feel like more so now than back in the day. But we live in this little fairy tale land where we want to do what we love and we want to, you know, do what makes us feel good and, and we want to make millions doing it. And the truth is not every role in life has the same income generating opportunities, right? Not every role is going to make us millions. And so sometimes when we're trying to intentionally build wealth, we harm ourselves by going back to that little fairy tale life of, you know, I want to do this thing that makes me feel good, but ge doesn't generate any income. Sometimes that slows our game, right? That slows our ability to get to our legacy, to build our freedom, and so sometimes I think we have to shift our thinking a little bit. The truth is not every avenue is going to make us millions. Just because we love it doesn't mean that that's going to get us there financially. And oftentimes we don't want to do the hard work. We don't want to be consistent. We don't want to do the mundane work. So we quit and we say, you know what? I'm going to go live in this fairy tale land. And I'm not knocking anybody because I'll tell you what. I have the fairy tales that I live in too. And sometimes I get off track and I realize, wait, wait, wait. If your goal and your mission and your intention is to build generational wealth, then is this fairy tale a distraction? Maybe there's an income generating activity that you can enjoy that is higher producing that will get you there faster and provide you the time and the, and the, and the money to do the things you love, right? But we quit often and we go do what we love I can appreciate that. I love that. But sometimes the income generating is the vehicle to the dream and the dream is not the income generating activity to move us towards generational wealth. Sometimes the fun things just don't get us ahead financially. It doesn't mean we can't do them. It just means that we need to spend our time and our energy also highly focused on the highest dollar productive activities. So living with purpose and intention financially means to choose those highest dollar productive activities and to say no or to give away the others. I know I am a lover of building websites. I love the creative design, but I don't make money doing that. My highest dollar productive activity is sales and investing. That's where I make my money. And so though I could get caught for days building beautiful websites and creating all this fun stuff and it's fun, it really is a distraction from the mission. I hope that's making sense. I hope that's resonating. Flash your mics if you get the difference between using your income generating activities as a vehicle versus, um, and you know, those things provide you the time you love. You get that? 
All right. So the wealthy, the ones who build it from scratch, they live with the purpose and the intention. They know to focus on the highest dollar productive activities. They know to say no to the other things or to give them away to other people. It's opportunity for people that you're providing. I've always been super impatient. And so I always want to get there like days ago, right? I always wanted to get there fast. And I've always been super impatient and had an urgency to just live a huge life. I always wanted to live a really big life. And so right when I got out of school, my very first question to myself was, how do I make the most money the fastest right now with the least amount of school? Because I didn't have time in my head to go do all the schooling. I needed to do it now. And so it was funny. When I was 17, I went to a pretty quick schooling that gave me a massage therapy license that allowed me to make like 60 to 90 bucks an hour. And that was awesome. It was an enjoyable job. I actually really, really loved it. And for a 17-year-old making $90 an hour, that was pretty incredible. But I intentionally said, how can I make the most money in the least amount of time? And I started thinking that way from the time I was young. So from there, I realized, well, I can make better than that. I can go into the sales roles. I can go use my knowledge of real estate and I can go sell it and I can do better than that. And so I moved into sales because it pays well, not because I wanted to be a salesperson. To be honest, I was one of those people who said, I hate salespeople or they're, you know, they're slimy. I was that person. And so I had to figure out how to change my perspective and my mindset around sales to service. How do I serve people? And how does the result end in a sale by me serving? But it took me some time mentally to get there. But because I intentionally understood, I knew that that was my highest dollar productive activity. That was what I had to get to. And that might mean changing what I believed about it, right? Changing my limiting beliefs. So then from there, I used that knowledge to go into the real estate and the rentals. And, and I realized, okay, now I don't have to go physically trade my time for money. Now I can put my money where it becomes these little workers and it starts generating me more. And that is when it gets fun. Because now all of a sudden, it's not what you can do with your time to generate money. Now you've got other things that are generating you money all around you. And as I would do that, going back to the idea of purpose and intention, everything that went into those rentals, all the income that came in from those rentals, do you know I've never taken a dollar out of any of my rentals because my intention is to build massive generational wealth. And I knew that while I was still physically able to work at my highest dollar productive activities, because I'm not that old, I knew I'm just going to dump and dump and dump and do this, do this life, especially the beginning of this life with full intention to grow my wealth and to build generational wealth that would last far beyond me and impact generations far beyond just the ones that I would know. I was intentional and I am intentional to stay in that paying role. For now, I still do the sales side of things. I build the team out. I leverage people's time. I provide them opportunities. It's turned into a business that funds the intention, the intention to build generational wealth that lasts forever, the intention to learn and grow every day so that I can tell you how it's working and, and share with you how to get there. But I'm not robbing from my purpose and living off those assets because at this point in my life, I don't need to. My goal I'm building a future where work is optional. And you know what? What you don't realize is you can be anywhere that you want to be in just five years if you're intentional about it. And I can promise you that because work is optional. And I didn't know that, you know, five years ago. Five years ago, you couldn't have told me that work would just be optional. But anywhere with intention, you can be anywhere in just five years if you clear your plate of the distractions and you work with absolute intention. So I learned to have my money, my little money workers, they made me more. And I learned to have them go buy more real estate to multiply and make more. Mm. So not only are we funding, so, so we were talking last week about becoming the banker. We were talking last week about becoming the banker. And when you become the banker, even if it's your own bank, if you become your own bank and you start funding your own life, we now fund our own business loans, pay ourselves back interest. 
So you can fund your own. You can go buy more income generating assets, right? Go put more little money workers to work. And you can do that with the income that's being generated passively. So how cool is it that now you're not working for money to buy assets. Now your assets are working for money to buy more assets for you. Do you see how this works? Do you see how money multiplies? So now we're buying more assets with our banking system and it funds the goals and dreams of other people as well. It provides opportunity to other people. And you know what? That's when it gets really fun. That's when it turns from a job to a big life. That's when you realize I can go help them buy that asset, help them build generational wealth for their families that will go on and on well beyond their years. And I can do it with what I've built because they don't have a means. That's when it gets fun. When you get to bless other people through what you've generated. So let's talk about ways to grow your money intentionally. Last week we talked about number six last week was be the bank. One of the most lucrative and passive ways to make money is to be the bank. Go make enough money that you can be the bank and then your money makes money for you. Carry notes so you can be the lender for others. They're paying a bank anyways. Why don't they just pay your bank? You can make things easier and faster on them. This is what people did for me so that I could get to where I am now. They said, hey, I've got money in my retirement account or I've got money that I can lend to you and I can charge you an interest and I can help you to take advantage of that house that's going to sell tomorrow by being a cash buyer. Here, can you use my cash? You be a cash buyer. I'll charge you a fee. You're going to make some money off that house. You're going to build wealth and I'm going to retain the fees of the banking off of it. And so they would sit there behind the scenes <clears throat> and collect the interest, collect the fees, and I would happily pay it because the income being generated far exceeded the cost that I was paying for their money. So you can be that bank. They're paying those banks anyways, you be that bank. Just make sure that whatever you're lending on, the assets that they're buying is something that you wouldn't mind owning because there is a risk, it's not without risk. I went to a class one time and I remember them teaching some really base level information and not giving all the details of the risk. And it makes me crazy. Like there is risk to all of this. Don't get me wrong. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. But there is great reward. You got to do the math. You got to make sure the investment makes sense. Coming up in February, and you know what? I think that this is across the country. I know for a fact that it's in Arizona because that's where I do most of my buying and selling of real estate. Um, but I will tell you, coming up soon is tax sales. Tax sales are basically where people are in default on their taxes of properties that they own for whatever reason, health issues. Sometimes people pass away and their, their heirs don't even know that they have these properties, but for, for numerous reasons, they're in default on tax sales. And one easy way to get into the game of being the bank and get into the game of owning real estate is go study tax sales. Tax sales allow you to buy the tax note. Oftentimes in our area, um, now they bid the interest rates down a little bit, but sometimes you can get 16% interest on your money and it only costs you a thousand bucks or 500 bucks to get into the game. And you pay their taxes for the course of three years and they either A, have to pay you the interest or B, you get to acquire the asset. What? For the cost of the taxes, yes. It's incredible. So start thinking and start studying and go back to the number one that I talked about, be a student of wealth. None of us can give you a 30-minute segment or a 45-minute segment that's going to absolutely just go teach you everything to change your life. You have to pick up on this information and run with it further and go dig in and research. But it is coming the time of tax seasons. They're a cheap way to get in to the banking industry, if you will, in a sense. They're, they're backed by real estate, so they're secure. 
and they're often high interest. Like where else can you make that kind of money on a very small investment? That's pretty incredible. My grandmother that I tell you guys about all the time, I can't tell you how many assets she's accumulated because I know some of you know tax sales and some of you are saying, oh, but you never get them. Quit being a pessimist. That's not true. My grandmother just, she actually had, she acquired 120 acres near the Grand Canyon that she acquired. I think she paid like 300 bucks a year for 120 acres because it was out in the middle of nowhere and she's held it for years. And the key to real estate and building wealth is to hold. We don't sell assets. Now, this particular asset, um, this particular asset was not making her money, but it wasn't costing her much. So she chose to hold on to it. Typically, we hold on to income generating assets, but this particular one wasn't costing her much. And she saw a future in it. It was near the Grand Canyon. She held on to this land for several years. They sold, I want to say they sold, um, they sold like 20, like a 20 or a 40 acre parcel not too long ago. She paid 300 bucks a month for a while. They sold it for $250,000 and she still has several, like a hundred acres or just under a hundred acres. And now this whole area is full of, um, oh, they're hip camp. I don't know if you're familiar with hip camp, but it's a way to generate income off your land without having any structures. And so now people are charging, you know, 150 bucks a night to camp out near the Grand Canyon in these bougie, like luxury camp setups and so anyway so she has this land that she paid nothing for at a tax sale years ago and she's done that several times it's a numbers game just like anything else you're right lots of times you're not going to get they're going to pay off the taxes and you're never going to get the asset but you still made high interest on your money what's it doing for you in the bank number seven you have to know your freedom number you have to know and intentionally work toward your freedom number in other words, how much cash flow from your passive income, from your assets, how much cash flow do you need coming in to cover your living expenses? What is it going to cost you to live in the future? Don't forget, there's some inflation here. So you've got to calculate what is it going to cost you? What kind of passive money do you need in the future in order to not have to go back to work? It always makes me super sad because people don't have a plan. They say, well, there's social security. I have a retirement, but they never pay attention to, does that keep up with inflation? Are you sure you calculated those numbers? Do you know how long you're going to live? Did you do that right? And it can be kind of complicated, but I promise it's worth it to learn it and to go do it because nothing is worth, nothing is more like break my heart than when I see a 75, 80 year old woman going back to work because the plan was not calculated correctly or there wasn't a plan at all. People that have to work their whole lives because there was no plan. So you need to know your freedom number and you need to plan to acquire income generating assets such that your passive income coming, coming from them exceeds your living expenses. Make the goal to create passive income that exceeds your monthly bills. Essentially make the goal so that you work is optional and you only do it for fun now. You live for free. It's funny because I wrote that down once. I wrote that down, live free. Like my goal is to teach people to live free. And it sounded so cliche. It sounded so like salesy, right? And I thought to myself, no, no. Like if you are purposeful and intentional, you get to a point where you live free. It's incredible. It's when freedom comes. Now you still need to mind your expenses, not upgrade them because most often people increase their income and guess what else they increase? Their expenses, their, their, uh, their quality of living, their, you know, they just start to think, well, I made it. And so they quit paying attention. So you still need to mind your expenses and you don't need to upgrade them like crazy. If you increase your expenses, you know what you need to do? You need to increase your cash flow from your income generating assets. Meaning if you need that thing, Go buy something to pay for it and start playing that game in your mind. If I want that new car, awesome. You can have whatever you want. Just make the game. I have to have an asset that will pay for it. Then you live for free and you can have whatever you want. Like it's limitless. It actually excites me to think about all of the things and the quality of life and the travel and things that you can have and do and give. If you just 
understand that your game is to acquire income generating assets and have your assets pay for your lifestyle. This is how you get back time too. Remember we said time and money are finite, they're limited. This is how you can literally, in a sense, create more time and money because your little money workers are working for you and now you have money to provide other people opportunities so you get your time back. This is how you get to a place where you can stop trading your time for money and you get to go do what you love regardless of whether it makes you money or not. Most people just use their wages to buy assets. They go work, 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 and then they buy assets. The wealthy, they do this differently. They understand that they want their money to make money. So the wealthy use passive income from their assets to buy more income generating assets. They increase the work those little workers are doing. So often I see people buy rentals and they live off of the income and it's like, you didn't have to do that. You're healthy. You can go make a good living. Do that while you're still healthy and young and able to do so. But instead they see it as free money and they go increase their level of living. But the wealthy, they literally create money that they don't have to work for. That's the game. That's the fun. That's when you become, that's when you have this incredible ability to bless other people, to give opportunities, to help the people around you get to their goals. So this week and all future weeks, I want you to think differently. I want you to live intentionally with your money. I want you to live intentionally. As you spend money, I want you to ask yourself, is this an asset that I'm buying or a liability? Is it gonna give me money or is it gonna steal from my future? And you know, the things that creep up on us, the things that creep up on us are the little things. Oh, that doesn't hurt. That's all right, no problem. You know, in real estate, my job is to entertain people, talk to people and build relationships. So guess how much I go out to eat with people and guess how often I pick up the bill. That can totally kill your future. So you know what? When I realized that that was killing my ability to buy more assets, we started having dates at the office, dates at the coffee pot instead of dates out to a $60, $70 lunch. You just change the way that you're doing things. You know, don't make all your meetings around expensive meals. Do things a little bit differently. Just be intentional because you have to ask yourself, is what I'm spending money on gonna pay me or steal from my future? So last week, you know, we're doing the end of the year taxes thing too. And we're pretty good at like taking advantage of tax strategy and things like that. We have a really great accountant. And last week, my husband's like, you gotta go buy a car. You gotta buy a 6,000 pound car by the end of the year. And I thought to myself, but I don't want a 6,000 pound car and I don't need a 6,000 pound car. Like I get, that that is a tax strategy, but what am I gonna buy next year? Anyway, what am I already going to do so that I'm not just spending money just to not give it to the government, right? <laughs> so um, anyway, I, I said to him, I said, babe, like I get it, I don't want a new car. My car is fine. And by the way, my car is like a, I don't know, it's probably 10 years old and it has over 100,000 miles on it. And I love the darn thing. Um, I love, I buy Jeeps because you know what? Jeeps always look the same for years. Like they always, I, I don't know, they're fun and they are, I don't, I'm not going to say they're practical. That's totally not true. But, but anyway, so I told him I'm not buying a car. I'm going to go buy what I would have bought any, anyways. I'm going to pre-fund it this year. And so pre-paying for coaching, pre-paying for education, the things that I'm going to do next year anyways, that I can take in a tax deduction this year. So how do you and, and the reason I did that is because I asked myself, like, is buying this vehicle, is it an asset or a liability? Now, I can pay cash for it, which makes it an asset, but I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't even want it. So why don't I buy something else that I actually need that I'm going to spend the money on anyways and just take it and take it in the year, in this year? So how do I maximize my income? and keep my expenses low so that I can soon buy assets that pay me. So the first thing I wanted you to ask is, is this an asset or a liability? Will it pay me or will it steal from my future? Number two is how can I maximize my income 
and keep my expenses low so that I can soon buy assets that pay me. A lot of people just are not paying attention to the money that's flowing out. And it's like having a bucket with a hole in the bottom. You have to focus your time on the highest dollar productive activities so you can increase your input to that bucket and you have to watch your output. Like it's that simple. Building wealth, though you would think it was incredibly complicated because so much of the world doesn't do it, you'd think it must be freaking rocket science. It's actually incredibly simple. You've gotta increase your input, you've gotta watch your output, and you've gotta be in the game of accumulating income generating assets. Number three, ask yourself, how will I learn more this week about money, about tax law, about investing? If you like the idea of the tax sales coming up in February, that should be on your schedule this week to go watch some YouTube channels, find a book about it, go find somebody who's doing it well, go down to the county or the city and say, hey, who do you know that does this well that I could reach out to? Go just ask questions, go be a learner. And then I need you to work on you because at the end of the day, none of these decisions happen when you don't believe they're possible for you. You've got to work on your confidence. You've got to work on your confidence with money and you've got to protect your time to take action on these things because I can sit here and I can speak about this. We could have this conversation a million times and I see this all the time and there's nothing more frustrating to me that we put the time and energy in to pour into you, to teach you these things and nobody time blocks the action. It is time blocking. You have to because you can know it, you can hear it, you can learn about it, but if you don't put it in your schedule to take action on it, it will never happen for you. So I need you to work on your confidence. I need you to work on your confidence with money by being a student of wealth. I need you to protect your time to take action because if this is important to you, it has to show up in your calendar. Most people never start because they don't believe that it could ever be them. They say, oh, I don't have time. Must be nice. I don't have time. Or they don't have the space in life to learn. Or they have fear around the action. And the truth is, do it scared. So funny to circle back to that time where I was impromptu on that stage and I was speaking to those people. That time that I made that investment that scared the crap out of me, but I had run the numbers and I had confidence in my numbers and my math. Sometimes you have to step out and just do it scared because sometimes just knowing it is not enough. Just time blocking the time is not enough. Sometimes you have to have a mentor or a friend in your corner to give you the confidence and lend you the confidence for a minute to take action. And you know what? The first time you do it, you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. That was okay. I can get ahead. I can make those investments. And then you get addicted to the win. And then you start making the passive income. And then the passive income starts making more passive income. But you have to do the first step, even if you have to do it scared. Do what others don't do so that you can have a future that others don't have. You know, it's funny. I, I study a lot of people who teach on money, a lot of people who make a lot of money and and Dave Ramsey always says, do what others won't do so that you can have what others don't have. And that always sounded like, huh, that's interesting. Um, and sometimes he's super conservative with his approach. And a lot of people don't like him or don't like his approach. A lot of people absolutely love him. But I'll tell you this, the majority of people that you're looking around and looking at and saying, I want what they have, I'm going to do what they do are not doing well financially. If I could quote for you, and I should have brought the numbers, but the number of people who have a negative net worth in this country is astronomical. But they don't look like it. They drive nice cars. Looks like they have a great job, but they're a slave to their job, like we talked about last week. So you got to do what others don't do so that you can have what others don't have. That's the old paid off vehicle that has 100,000 miles on it that's just perfectly fine. 
That's the not taking any money from the real estate assets so that I can build a bigger life and buy more assets with it. That's the showing up scared and doing it anyways. I had a, a post on my Facebook um, and this, oh, and I, I mean, I, with all compassion and all love, somebody posted, this is the first year that I didn't buy Christmas presents on a credit card. And I was so excited for them that they got to a place where they realized that they don't have to do that. But think of all the years that they paid 18 and 22% on the things that they bought and continued to pay for years on one Christmas. My mom did that my whole life. If she got a job, she had to go buy all the new clothes. Like heaven forbid she could wear hand-me-downs or go you know, to a thrift store. She had to go buy all the new clothes and she would pay 18 and 22% interest on these clothes so that she could look like they looked. Don't buy what you can't afford, just get creative. There's always a coworker who needs to clean out a closet, right? There's always, I mean, there's so many ways. I, I love my grandmother. Again, I've got to tell you another story about her, but she walked into Christmas this year and the woman is worth millions through her own brains and her own investment and her own passive income that she created. And she walked in with a red Patagonia jacket on for a Merry Christmas. And I'll never forget when we went to go visit her brother and he had the same Patagonia jacket on and he paid like two or 300 bucks for this jacket. She was so proud. She said, I found this at a thrift store. It cost me a dollar, Uncle Willie. <laughs> and I laughed and she stepped into his Tesla that, you know, goes, you know, it lifts to get close to the curb and all of these things. And she's like driving her, her Prius you know, that she's had for 25 years or however long they've been out. But it's funny because this woman built huge generational wealth that has supported a, a very large family. And she took pride in finding deals. That's what she does all the time is how can I find a deal and how can I make things make money for me? But it's because she was willing to do what others wouldn't do so that she could have what others wouldn't have. Don't give in to the marketing and the pressure of being like everybody else and like they tell you you need to be. It's a game that most people are losing. I was thinking about this in regards to money and getting and you know generational wealth and I was thinking, you know, my email is full of marketing, my television is full of marketing. I get marketing phone calls, marketing pops up on my Facebook. I I constantly all day long am being bombarded with buy this, you need this. Let me show you how this helps you. And yet we're expected to have money at the end of the day and to have excess money that we can go invest and build wealth. Think about this from your kid's perspective. How can you bless your children by educating them that this is all noise? This is all marketing to get you to spend money because they are constantly being fed. You need this. This makes you important. This gives you significance. And it's really scary. It's just worse and worse. And it's thousands of times a day. It is absolutely incredible how much we get bombarded with, with marketing messages. So again, go back, say yes to those highest dollar productive activities. I'll bet that most of you don't even know what that is in your life. Go analyze your income and ask yourself, what leads are bringing in the most amount of money in my sales business? Focus more on those. What... Um, activities in my business actually generate the highest revenue. Go focus on those. The, the, the maintenance, the, the creating the pretty marketing pictures, the things that maybe don't generate the income in your business, and you're going to have to analyze it and figure it out. I don't know what makes you your money, but you need to focus on those higher dollar productive activities and put more time and more intention to it. Do more of what you do well, what produces the results Spend less time trying to do the things that give you the low return. Go super deep and get really good at what you do well versus going wide and being the jack of all trades at everything. I was reading a, a John Maxwell um, Bible and leadership uh, program the other morning, and they were talking about in the Bible, King Solomon is known for his focus. He's known for being intentional with what he knew well. He would do what he knew well and he would do it with focus and intention. He wasn't everything to everyone, but he was really good at his craft 
And he often said no to things that were not in alignment with his skill set, with his mission. He was very intentional about the things that generated the highest results. And you know what? God made him one of the richest kings of his time. He was one of the richest kings of his time. So think about that. You're constantly bombarded with messages. You're constantly being asked to participate here and do this and do that. Are you clear on your highest dollar productive activities? Are you intentional with your dollars so that you can move towards your legacy? Because when you are, you'll see it grow. I was reflecting on this and I was thinking about the healthy kings and queens of this time because, you know, we don't have kings and queens per se, especially in the United States, but we still have people that we elevate and put on pedestals. And I was thinking, you know, we have a handful of wealthy kings and queens of our time. And when you look at them and you analyze them and you study them, they don't spend their time trying to be something that they're not. They go super deep and they're very intentional at what brings them the results and what they are good at. What is their craft? They focus on their 20, their highest dollar productive activities, and they say no to everything else. And I was thinking, and I was reflecting, you know, when you're getting a no from somebody, especially those of us in sales, when you get a no, remember it may not have anything to do with you and rather it might just be that they're clear on their purpose and their intention. And that in this life, the opportunity you're presenting is just not in alignment with their goal. It might have nothing to do with you, but often we take it so personally, right? Don't take it personal. Honor them for their good work, for their intentionality, and start asking yourselves, how can I be more intentional with my time? How can I go do higher dollar productive activities to produce the income such that I can buy the assets that generate passive income that I'm not going to go spend. I'm going to go use it to buy more income generating assets so that I can get to a point where work is optional and where I can play and I can do what I love that may not be the highest generating, highest dollar productive activities, the highest generating financial generating activities. So folks, if this has been impactful, do me a favor, go time block Go time block living intentionally. Go have a plan for your money. I want to open it up. I've got a few more questions. I've got till 52 after when I have to close this room down. So I've got a couple of minutes for hand raising, for some questions. If you have a question, if you have a comment, if you have a thought, or if you want to share how you've been intentional in generating wealth to leave for generations, flash your mic. And jump on in and give us hey, Kristen. Yes. Hey, this is Jackie. Thank you so much. First of all, let me just say, I really appreciate this segment. I needed to hear this. This was so good. I've been working really hard to just get on track with my finances, with my business. So I've actually brought in some coaches to help me. But this is amazing. Thank you for this information. I'm going to definitely take this to heart and apply this to my business. Thank you so much. I love it. Thank you, Jackie, for being here with us. This is why we show up and do it so that it can impact you guys. Who else? Who has a comment or a thought? We've got just a couple of minutes before we have to close this room down. What do you got? Hey, this is Stefan. I just want to thank you all for having this room. I think he went into the matrix. Is that just me? No. No, it's definitely the matrix. So, Stefan, he's. Generation. Kids, grandkids. I think. Um, you know, we've been working on developing uh, names in a portfolio. Oh man, he's in the matrix and I just can't hear him. Stefan, if you come back to us or private message me, that would be great. I can't quite hear what you're saying. Who else? Who has a comment, a thought, something that they want to share? Maybe an aha that you're going to go take action on? What do you got? This is Dr. Connor. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I mean, you, you, I was just reading part of your pro profile there with regard to, you know, you have to be careful of 
who's giving you advice and uh, millionaires, billionaires, everyone claims to be that nowadays and things like that. And I, I just think you came across very well, very clear. And, you know, you showed the relatability that you can get from great rooms where people kind of feel, well, that's actually, you know, I understand that person. Um, that's possible. I can do that. You know, there's less of a distance, less of a kind of, I can't do that, less of a them versus me. And it's more inclusive. So I just wanted to say that, that it came across very, very well, according to Dr. Connor. Thank you. I love that because I think, yes, sometimes we hear from people that are so far ahead of us that it doesn't feel like it can be us. And it truly can. And just five years with intention, I promise you, it's incredible where you can be. Um, I just love that, Cher. Thank you for that. What else? What do you got? You got two more minutes with Kristen. an aha. Kristen. I take action on. Hi, yes. Kristen. It's Maria. Hi, Maria. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. So I just love you every time I hear you. Thank you so Thanks. much for this. Two things I want to say. One, um, I you know, came from a very finance I, money was I, I didn't have a good relationship with money I was always afraid I was almost homeless and all that but um, I'm happy to say that six years later I am still debt free other than the voluntary debt that I want which is I buy my appliances with interest free so um, I takes me three years to pay them off but at least I'm not taking money out of my pocket and I'm not paying interest on it <laughs> I did the same with furniture I'm happy to say that um, but I do want to thank you because uh, my word for the year was clarity and originally my word for 2022 was intentional and uh, I was looking for something deeper but I think uh, because of you and I, I, I was focusing on everything you were saying but because of you I want to thank you I'm going to keep that as intentional for the year of 2022 and I'm so excited and I thank you so much for your insight and um, many blessings keep going thank you I love that. That's in, I'm telling you, intentionality be, with action behind it will move you so far in this life. And there's so many distractions. So you have to have that clarity so that you know when it's a distraction. And sometimes it's hard to decipher. Um, but yeah, be intentional. Love it, love it, love it. Hey, One Kristen, more. This yes. is Stefan. Now I got you. There I just you are. wanted to say <laughs> thank you so much. And um, I do a number of things well, and there's a number of things I don't do well. Uh, but having clarity and focusing on clarity with action, I think is going to be my, th no, I don't think, I know I'm going to make it my thing going into the next year and getting a good team around me. Very happy with how the last few years have turned out. 2021 has been great for us. I run a few large companies and organizations. Uh, one is HireBlack.com. The other one is Black Metaverse, which has been just exploding in a good way. But clarity is what I need. And um I appreciate that word. I'm going in that direction. And it really spoke to me in the short time I've heard you this morning. So thank you. I love it. I love it. I love it. You guys have a very blessed day. Have a great week. It is. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.